Hey, y'all. Hey. This is episode 45. Give me a break. I like that. That was a good intro. Thank you. This is the Black Women of Marriage podcast. I am Randy. And I'm Mikey. <laughs> and I already did that. Before we get started, we have some listener feedback. Yes. And I actually meant to text her because this voicemail had us screaming. Dying laughing. Thank you, Ty. Um, this was referencing episode 44. And everybody else who has left voice voicemails, don't fret. We will still be getting to you. Yes. But no, seriously, no, shout out to yes. Ty for this one. Thank you. It was fun. really funny. So we're just going to get right into this voicemail because we actually have a jam-packed episode. Now, the last time Did I said that. jam-packed? <laughs> don't, don't say jam-packed. It was a good episode don't, last time Don't, I said don't say jam-packed. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy. Hey, y'all. It's Ty from, I don't know, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, whatever you want to call it. Um, I had to leave a voicemail because I was going to inbox Randy on Instagram, but no, I have too much to say about this last episode. So episode 44 was amazing. I think you guys are being open and honest because sometimes me and my husband have the same damn issue and I'm an over communicator. So sometimes I won't say he gets in his feelings, but he can get very um, impatient with my feelings and it's just a constant back and forth so i'm glad you guys opened up this conversation um me and trey always talk about how you both have this wonderful connection um to be able to understand and listen um without judgment and it really inspires us to just do better with our communication but i'm telling you initiating sex for me is very direct i'll be like i'm horny uh it's time to do this Trey is more subtle, so I would prefer to have a dick in my back. Uh, Trey has before, like, literally pulled his dick out, put it on my forehead, and was like, what What are we going to do? And I was like, okay, we can't do that. That's annoying. Um, but we have been trying. You know, I had two miscarriages this year, and there's so much fear associated with having sex for me right now. And it's been a legit struggle. And sometimes I feel like my husband doesn't understand the fear because he did not carry two kids in his damn stomach. So it's just a conversation that we need to have. We're going to try the sex challenge, but I can't make no promises, y'all. Give me some strength. I've been taking maca root every day to get my hormones together to even want to have sex. Sometimes the desire is not there, even though I completely desire my husband. And one of the fears I have is him going out with one of these ratchets out here and doing whatever. So i got to get it together. And he has to go together a little bit, too. But anyway, I know that this is all over the place. I just really had to let you guys know that this is an amazing episode. It has me thinking of some ways I can improve. And I also just am so glad Randy's back. You were my Insta sister girl. Um, Trace that lives in Atlanta and we're coming down soon. So uh, I'm definitely trying to take you out for bottomless mimosas and talking and laughing and crying. And Trey and Mikey can go smoke cigars and do what men do. All right. I love you guys so much. Blessings to you all. That baby is gorgeous. Have a good day. Now check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm sober with my seeds, like. Now check it out. Girl. Thank you, Ty. Thank you so much. And shout out to Trey. Right. Because sometimes you just got to put a dick in their back. She said, or don't do what men do. 
Rocky, have you ever done that? <laughs> done what? Because you know. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, never mind. Never, don't answer questions because that was rhetorical. Why they Why they be lying about us? Though? Anyway. They lied to each other about us. It was like that we, we, we communicate with no judgment. We judge like a mother. We judge. Um, I be judging but, her all day. But, but it, it's positive judgment. Is it? And there's such thing? We don't like cast judgment. We just be looking at each other like, like really? This is why we don't video record. Because y'all be like, <laughs> ain't no love. <laughs> Ain't no love. We try but, to put um, understanding ahead of judgment. So we will ask more questions to understand why we're judging. Right. But thank you again, Ty. You have, um, I don't know if anybody else knows, we've mentioned the podcast before, but her and her husband also have their own podcast. Yep, yep. Why You Mad? Hilarious. Foolish. She's just foolish, y'all. She's a nut. Also, and yes, we will take you up on that. They are great balance for each other. Yes, if you come here and you actually don't tell us that you're here, there's going to be some problems. And I ain't never met a Trey I ain't like. So this is we true. can go smoke. Gun range. This is, true. is it like Trey? He's a junior. No, it, it, his or name Trey could just be Trey. Trey. You know, because my could uncle's be short a Trey, for, but he's really Trey not Trey. Is, could be. I don't know. We're gonna find out I, when y'all visit. <laughs> but thank you again for loving the episode. And um, yes, again, I like to highlight the the podcast. She's talked about her miscarriages there, and um, it's just a really good podcast that I enjoy. And we appreciate you. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that she, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Mikey was Why like, you? Because I started oh, laughing because everybody from the DMV. <laughs> yeah, that's just what you do. I'm from one of them three. They all the same. Oh, no, really. It's like, <laughs> really? Are. It's like a, a, what is it, a highway or it's, a street? That's like, that's the tri-state area. I, know, I mean. That's not really what it's called, but the DMV is like one area at this point. Like, niggas acting like that's not three separate states. But anyway. But thank you again, and uh, yeah, we just we just wanted to give you a shout out for leaving that voicemail. We appreciate it. All right, so again, this is episode forty five of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Give uh-huh. me a break. This episode is sponsored by the good folks at Patreon. Ooh, tell them about the good folks over at Patreon, Randy. So we love our folks at Patreon, but the Black Millennial Marriage Patreon features additional content mm-hmm. like. Randy's blog post about being a wife, mom, woman, and writer. Mikey's daddy journals. Whoop. Additional mini and bonus episodes. We actually just put up a mini episode about a day on and a day off that we had. Mikey had Drew all day and I had alcohol and I was not here. And it was great. <laughs> and we talked all about that. Uh, we yes, also Randy have- goes into detail about her freedom. <laughs> From her family. It was very interesting. Anyway, it was mm-hmm. great Mother's Day gift. We also talk about, we also have early access to what's going on with our family, pictures of Drew, and more. If it sounds like something you might be into, you can join for as little as $3 a month. Yep. Check us out on patreon.com slash blackmillermarriage.com. I mean, slash Black Millennial Marriage. Or you can go to patreon.com uh-huh. and search Black Millennial Marriage. And we'll pop up. Yes. Here. So in this episode, we're going to talk about our two weeks away from the mics and my two week social media break, uh, the motivations and revelations I had. And then we'll get into some healthier ways we plan to move forward as podcasters and as spouses. And hopefully you can take something away from this episode. That was great. That was a great intro. Thank you. I kind of breathed into the mic that last You did an excellent job. It was nice. And like all that cleavage is like doing it. I love you. Thank you. I love you. you. I'm just going to accept your compliments. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you not like it? No, I like the compliment, but I, uh-huh. like you said that, the first thing I think of, I'm filling up. Like, that's why I have cleavage, because my, my boobs are like, your daughter's sleep. Okay. yeah. We'll wrap it up with a fight or flight. <laughs> and end it with some always appreciated PDA, but before we get into it, Mikey has a love story, y'all, and he found his love story earlier today, yeah. so we weren't waiting. 
Yeah. We're trying to do better, y'all, because we both have a habit of trying to find our love stories real quick. Nope, no more. No more. Cause we want Those days better. are over. We want to do better. We do. Um, so, what's your love story? In the spirit of... Organization and professionalism. Yep, yep. Young nigga found it yesterday, you feel? Oh. Yep. I just wasn't sure it's what I wanted to do. That's why I needed some more time. Sexy. But I decided that this is what I want to do. So, what's your love story? All right. Our love story today is brought to you by the good folks at People Magazine. Oh, okay. So, obviously magazines are all dead but there's online versions of magazines (laughs) this is brought to you by the online version of people magazine okay and the title goes oh wait i found this story on people um the reason why i found the story was because i think it relates to the subject that we're going to get into today which is breaks okay (laughs) Uh, the title of the story is after 50 years apart divorced couple remarries in an emotional ceremony oh wow Oh, damn. Just let it sink in. So, 50 they years. divorced. 50 years. Then damn. To the 50-year gap. Damn. And now they're remarried. <laughs> it was actually kind of cute. That is. That's, but that's, it's also kind of traumatizing. Like when you, 50 years? <laughs> Y'all can reconcile no sooner? Hey. All right. So, in 1968, which mm-hmm. is, you know, one of my favorite years. Uh, a lot of my favorite cars came out shortly after that. Oh, okay. Unrelated. Um, Harold and Lillian Holland split after 12 years of marriage. Okay. So, they got married. Uh-huh. And then divorced after 12 years okay. in 1968. Um, having married young, the pair says that they were too immature for the union to last. Okay. But their feelings for each other never went away. Okay. Because, I mean, that's the thing that happened. On Saturday, they walked down the aisle in a ceremony in Kentucky. Okay. Church demand, uh, in, in a Kentucky church, determined to live out the rest of their lives together after 50 years apart. So what 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 happened? Can you get to the juice? I can't. I can't. <laughs> they just they went on to say that the, um, the ceremony was just emotional. Um, the person who did the ceremony was mm-hmm. one of their grandchildren. Oh, so they had Wait, grandchildren. So they had yeah, they had kids and together, or yeah, they, together, they were separated together. Oh, okay, and had grandchildren of those kids. Okay. Um, both of them, however, did remarry after they divorced. That. Both of their spouses died in the same year. Oh no. I'm not going to... I was going to get to that. You made me jump to the juicy I'm bullet. sorry. <laughs> no? yes, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Um, but basically, um, the husband, he was like, you know, she stood up and she was walking down the aisle and he married her when she was 17. Okay. Oh, that is um, he, he was like, yeah, you know, she's just as beautiful now at age 70 something as she was back then. 78. Mm-hmm. Which was like cute. Um... The couple smiled in photos. They were surrounded by family and friends. Uh, most of their children and grandchildren were present, beaming as grandpa married grandma again. I think that's like every kid's like divorce like kid's dream. Not if mine, it's healthy. But everybody else. If it's healthy. Yes, I agree. And they'll both be happy. That's like, when is that what you want? Yeah. Um, they went on to say, the husband went on to say, like, you know, like it was his fault. And she was like, you know, I forgave him a long time ago. Like, she really was like over it and she kind of like wanted them to get back together oh, okay. but you know he has some maturing to do uh. um again they divorced in 1968 uh-huh. they both remarried maybe five years after their okay. divorce and both of their spouses died in 2015 lord he said they were both lonely and lonesome the kids would visit them and say you know how's grandma or visit the how's other grandpa? one to be like how's grandpa and then you know they, they were still together. love there so they was like you know we'd rather work together to live out the rest of whatever life we have left to each right. o- to with each other than be alone or be apart from each other. I love it. Yeah, that was it. And now they're married. Do they say how long they were married to their other spouses? I, oh, Somewhere in there, so but I'd have to like read through yeah, I get it. You have to calculate. But it yes. was a while. And they just died in 2015. Mm-hmm. God. I know. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. Obviously, all right, if we've been divorced for 50 years, that means at least 
28 of years, 30 of years, I was married again. With somebody else. Yep. yep. That's a whole nother lifetime. That's a whole nother life. Mm-hmm. Which wow. they talked about. They both lived different lives. They had to come back and like wow. relearn each other. But you know, old feelings come back because wow. they, you know, are still each other to, wow. they're still themselves to each other. But yeah. Babe, I really like this story. I know. It, really was, like it. it was, it was that, really interesting. That, I think this may be my favorite one of yours. This what happens when you give daddy time <laughs> to find some quality well, content <laughs> for the pod. You feel me? But, um, Even though we know our love story is hit or miss, but our Patreon family told us to not remove this segment. <laughs> and so that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to remove it. Baby, 50 years they were divorced and they got remarried. Baby, that's insane. I feel like it tied in well with the theme of our episode, which okay. is, you know, taking a break. Yes. In a different way. Yeah. Because obviously you know they got some stuff to talk about now they got some stuff to work out some growth there's some things that's changed it's less i mean it's never too late to reconcile to forgive i mean to y'all love. like 78 and 80 but that's know. so they can live day 100 that's true that's 20 more years would you do that with me i already told you well if we ever divorce, that's it that's well the it. kids put this to the ceremony together Okay. They're married they, by their grandson. Like, they ain't pay for it. There wasn't a new to... ceremony. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm never paying for another wedding. That's that's dead. So, <laughs> I already told you. They want a wedding. They're going to have to pay for it. You stupid. But, um, but, yes, that's my love story. I like it. All right, y'all. So, we took a break. And did I do something? No, your, your thighs, they bump into the table. Sorry, and my no, microphone slaps me in my postpartum baby weight. Sorry. I saw no, it. Hey, Sorry. Shit, I, am, I love that shit. Um, God, Mike, stop doing that. Stop I can't like help that. it. Your ass fatter than the swamp possum with the mumps. What's up? What you got? We took a break, and instead of coming back with the break episode, we wanted mm-hmm. to come back with something a little bit more fun, which is why we did the So Are We Gonna Have Sex? Um, but this isn't not fun. It's just more technical and serious. Yeah. And we needed some time. To talk about it. And get our thoughts together about it. Before this. we put it out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, so I took a break. I took a break. Go ahead, baby. It's right there. And I wasn't sure if I needed a break because it was like on the spectrum of postpartum depression mm-hmm. or just baby blues or general exhaustion. And But I recognized that it was important to take this break because I was feeling very lost and very like uncomfortable. In this like lostness, and on not, top of that, was like the workload. Were you like feeling overwhelmed, or it was, was it just? Yeah, um, as y'all know, Mikey's in a coding program. We have a newborn, and while she's, she's not new. like Drew, is not difficult. You know, like she's not like this fussy baby. She's not like, but she is a person. You know, and um, <laughs> that I have character. to feed and like <laughs> take care of. And being a stay-at-home mom, which is something that I just like accepted that I was currently doing, and which you find sexy, right? I find it sexy for other moms. Why? I'm working on finding it sexy for me. That's fair. About where I am right now, my okay. life. But um, it's hard, and I feel like on Patreon when I wrote about it to explain why I was taking the break, that it made it sound like, oh, Mikey's not helping with the podcast. I'm burnt out, and that's not what it was. And you told me you didn't interpret. That wasn't like your interpretation when you read it. But but I'm living it um, with you. So right. Like- so you see. But it really was just like, so the podcast editing and stuff, that's not hard. It's just incredibly time consuming. Mm-hmm. And it becomes hard when you have well, like a baby who don't care about shit you doing. And she just wants you to like be here with her. Hold her. And but we got like listeners that like expect their episodes now. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's hard. But the actual work isn't hard. And so, um. And it's just easy for me to ask you, Mikey, hey, can you help me? But I realized what I was going through, you couldn't really help me with. Like, you'd be supportive and affirming, but you couldn't really do it do for this, you. Do this for me. Yeah. And so I needed the break because I prayed 
about it and I was like, God, I feel really lost. I feel really scared. Um, empty, maybe. I think is what I also said. Just like really confused. And the answer I kept getting back was be still. And I knew that was God because I do not tell myself to be still because I'm too Ever. busy staying busy. I tell you to be still. Yeah, you do. And the answer I kept getting was be still. So be still to me to me meant like sit in this feeling of discomfort and loss because I've been spending a lot of time running from it. Um, actually longer than I think. And instead of just sitting in it and like calling it what it is mm-hmm. so that I can like get over it or like overcome it. So the first set of business was getting off social media, not because I spend time comparing or anything, but because it's really easy to just get distracted in this, this stroll of like the feed, the, like, <laughs> like you just the, sit this there. Just, it's a black hole of yeah. just stuff. Um, you get lost interesting stuff and i everybody mm-hmm. i follow i love to follow and so i'm all like you know you're trying to catch up you i could Instagram do without following and there's algorithm and and i unfollowed shade room like two months ago because <laughs> it just wasn't right for my spirit <sighs> i was like y'all always got some shit but how else are we gonna keep up with current i events? know it's like we take turns right now you follow them and you show me <laughs> and next time i'll start back following them, you can unfollow we gotta them. do better but um yeah, so social media was the first, and so that also meant the podcast. My well, why'd you take the break from social media? Well, because I was just using it as a distraction, um, and, that, and it's something I also talked to my therapist about. Like, I she told me to be cognizant of the times I pick up my phone mm-hmm. to get on social media, and those times always included when I was feeling a lot of anxiety, um, even if something is watching like a intense episode on a, of a TV show. Like, I pick up my phone, um, breastfeeding, because sometimes it can be so fucking boring. Because you're just sitting there watching this person eat at 4 a.m., you know, and uh, <laughs> and you can't Yo, do the concept nothing. of watching somebody eat for 30 minutes, like if you really just think about right. that, even if you're not a woman or you're not breastfeeding, like just think about watching somebody just eat. Just watching for 30 somebody minutes. and you can't move. Like I'm just like, oh my god. It was so cute the first like five times, girl. And then I think when I hit number six. And Drew like the play. I was falling asleep. She like the play, y'all. She does. She'll like smile. Like, can you eat? <laughs> so anyway, um, so like I was, so I was using as a distraction. It was like taking me away from the work I felt like I needed to do, like with myself mm-hmm. and with these feelings of feeling lost and confused and empty and scared. And um, so I took the break. Tired. And tired. Yeah. So I took the break, and the podcast came with that because. Again, I'm doing the bulk of like the editing work right now because of the program and I just needed to get off. Yeah. And doing podcast work requires me to be on social media because that's where y'all are, you know. Yeah. And, and we so- love interacting <laughs> with people and that's yeah. like a thing because we're millennials. And, and so I really needed the break. Yeah. So yeah. So there were a few triggers and motivations for why this I, I mentioned that, but what do you want me to like mention next? Like, well, like, uh, well, what triggered it? Like, what made you decide? Like, yeah, this is it. This is I can't do this. I can't. So push we have passively mentioned mentioned this before, and I'm still not gonna go into too much detail. But I'm, I feel like this is the last time I'm going to mention this, and I'm just gonna get the shit out. Mm-hmm. Before Mikey was accepted into the program, we had a family member offer us some money because um because we assumed that he would get in, like because he was a really good contender. I think he had done the interview; it had done really well, and. Yep. He was informally accepted, but you know, ain't nothing real till it's on paper. Nope. But this, a lot of, some of our family members knew about at least the contingent, like, acceptance. And this family member had made a big deal about it and um, was like, you know, I see y'all and this is beautiful and y'all are working so hard and y'all have been through so much and I'm taking out this lump sum of money for this and I want to give y'all this. 
and it was a really big deal and it yeah. felt like divine intervention it felt like redemptive from last year and it would allow mikey to do this program be home not have to drive lift um nor you know women who work usually get six to 12 weeks of leave and so it would allow me like time to be like a new mom without worrying about extra shit you know um it, it would have just been perfect yeah this person could no longer unexpectedly like it was a whole bunch could not could no longer do this um and it took us actually having to reach out and be like hey so and then so we found out in a very unexpected way and it required mike to actually like get back out and start driving immediately and impossibly for bills that we really just could not it was hard i don't know how he made it through april like by the grace of god will and other families strength of will and Mikey's mom letting us postpone rent like that was not easy it was just y'all April April was April so that triggered you that triggered me because I felt like one I wasn't bringing any money not in a way that I thought I always would be like when I imagined being married and having a kid I was like still at my job and I have this leave and yeah. this leave would be paid for and so like at least we'd have that let's talk about our imaginations but for a that second. is not what life is no that is not what's happening currently and mm -mm. so um and then like and you already weren't home because you're gone all day for coding yep. and um and to like not see you again till like 10 11 o'clock because you leave right after class to go driving um was really, really difficult. And I was driving myself crazy. As I've mentioned, I think before, and definitely on Patreon, I was getting really manic. I was trying to find all these ways to boost Patreon and, and like get money somewhere else and like to keep you home. But then like I had to really sit with myself and say, like, am I going crazy because I just want Mikey home or am I also going crazy because I like don't trust him? <laughs> what did you come to up take with? care of me? And it's a little bit of both. Okay. I came up with. And so, so there was that constant that, state of grief. Yes. So I didn't talk about that. Mixed with. Right. So I realized so I'm jumping all over. But like yeah, that was one of the revelations I had was that like this money situation has triggered this like neurotic thing I was going through. I was being really obsessive and crazy. Um, Only a little. I don't think you were that bad. But it was still bad. It was terrible. I mean, it, I don't think you were that bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was a lot. And so one of the things I realized was that it was a trust issue I was having um, about being taken care of and about us actually getting through this. And I realized also that um I've been in this constant state of grief of my of my perceived and real failures since college. I told Bill Gates that I was gonna have his life. Okay, <laughs> when I applied for that scholarship, I said, <sighs> "Listen, give me this money to go to school because this is what I'm gonna do." For anyone who is unaware of what Randy's talking about, Bill Gates is her pimp. <laughs> Um, like, shut up. I'm sorry. Bill Gates um, had a scholarship back when we were still in high school. It yes. does not exist anymore, right? No, it stopped like three years ago. Yeah, but he, uh, Bill and Melinda, they had a scholarship fund and it basically paid for your yeah, entire education. Yes. Um, and Randy was such a genius that she got it. I did. And so in her letter, the letter wrote, that you wrote to Uncle Bill. It was like uh, like 11 essays you had to write. And that's mm -hmm. how they weed people out because people don't want to write. But anyway. Cause it was it was hard. It took months. I wasn't writing that shit. It took right. It took months. <laughs> I ain't even had. Mike didn't apply. <laughs> he didn't apply. You could have applied. You had the GPA for it. <laughs> it no, no scholarships, Nick. Anyway, <laughs> Good. you needed a better college advisor. That's okay. She tried her best. She was cute. That's all I remember. Of course, that's all you remember. You whore. Listen. Her dresses <laughs> were form fitting. You talking about your counselor or your advisor? That, she was both. Oh, okay. And then we anyway. got an advisor. Y'all didn't get a college one. We did. Like you were jumping all over. But she was like really late to like, we, we was all about to graduate the next week. Like and was, like, your school no longer exists. I don't know how good nah. that would have done y'all. 
Anyway, I had all, I had written out this life, mm-hmm. and whoever was on that committee thought it was very appealing and gave me this money to go to school, and I got this money to go to school, and I finished school, and I realized I couldn't, like, I wasn't living up to what I thought I would do with my life. Um, or I just found that, like, I life, see how. that life is like, at least for me, it ain't being over. very critical, it's not over. It's not. I didn't anticipate all these bumps and shit, but. You still have plenty of time. All that stuff you wrote was you assuming that. I wasn't like there were no obstacles in lock there. you down or knock you up or have you move in my mother's basement. <laughs> but continue, no share. Um, so I realized I was in this constant of grief. I realized there was a lack of trust. Um, and like this fear of being taken care of and being like vulnerable because I've been struggling with being a stay at home mom and not and not being not working because I've worked since I was fourteen. You know this. I work with you. Um. I never not had a job. And in my life, when I see women being taken care of men, it's all, it always comes like at this cost. It's emotional. There's abuse, usually some type of abuse physical attached abuse, to it. Yeah. Like this, you know, not I, usually, I, let me not say that it happens. It happens. At least in my family, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to be one of those wives that had to ask her husband for $5, you know, and for me to I like watch Lord my grandparents do that. Like, and I'm just like, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do this. And look at me. Look at my never gonna do this ass doing this. Yeah, but doing is the result the same as what you feared? It's not. Last time you asked me for five dollars, what I do? I can't remember. I was fucking with you and it was like what you wanted for or like no. Which like I think I started but, crying. You start you did I didn't notice I that. Started you crying. Did start, like, I was like, Yeah, babe, what the fuck? It's five <laughs> But I'm like, what the fuck? It's our money. So we both broke out yeah, here. We're not broke. Uh huh. I'm like jumping all over it, babe. I'm not leading this. It's well. fair. No, you're doing a great job, baby. Keep talking. I took the break, and uh-huh. these are the revelations I came up with. Got you. And so, um, I also realized I was addicted to doing. What do you mean by that? So, whenever somebody sees you after a while, the first thing they ask you is, "Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What you been up to?" And I've gotten that question a lot since last June. Mad time. Actually, I think you've heard that more since I've been more cognizant of it than ever in life. Since I got pregnant again, I was like, everybody's asking, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And And the reason they're asking you this is again because they have insight into your background. Yeah. And they all know you and they know what you're like capable of. And And also because people want to know and people are always doing things. And I'm in a state of my life where I'm not necessarily doing traditionally what I thought I would be doing. And I've gotten like y'all. I've written so much. I've I've edited the resumes and I've edited the essays and I've edited the the college papers and I've done that work and I've worked in the office and I've and I've been an editorial assistant and it's not sustainable and it's not <laughs> it's not it's not. Um, Remember the days of the financial aid. I've office. been a college advisor. I've taken those jobs that like that ain't shit. They don't pay shit. That has no health care. Yep. Uh, but that expect like a hundred thousand dollar work. I've done all of that and taking those jobs have long-term consequences, even though it was like instant gratification of being able to tell somebody I'm doing something. And Mikey made it very clear that he did not want me to go back to one of those types of jobs because we didn't go through all we did in 2018 to end up back in the same place. And also the person you become when you're in that space. And it's not just a you thing. I think that's just, with people in general, when you're forced to be in like a certain space that you don't belong in, you change a little bit. Yeah. And it wasn't for the better. You was just getting sadder. Yeah. I and you was. didn't have to be like, it wasn't. Yeah. There's no need. So right. at this point, I'm doing all I can to keep you. It's like that dude that just started dating a stripper. And he's trying to like save her from it. Like you, just, <laughs> like you don't got to live this life. I don't want you on the pole. Like, I don't like who you are when you be up there. Just come home. 
trying to keep you off the pole. I know. And I, that's a really funny analogy <laughs> because that's what it feels like. Um, at least, though, I've never been a stripper. And there are some strippers that enjoy being strippers. There are. So but the ones that, that are this is the situation I'm talking I about. I don't enjoy stripping. You're right. You just be doing it because you got to, you know. And while features. that is a blessing, and I feel very privileged even being in a space where I can, I have a husband that's as understanding and like that sees that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not easy, and I didn't I realize it. how much I, I, I would rather work to work than feel like this, which is why I had to take that break because that's not that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to be miserable just so I don't have to be miserable? Like, just so I can avoid feeling. It's, it's, it don't make sense. So you had all these epiphanies. <sighs> yes. And uh, what what happened? Did you get what you were from expecting break? from this well, break? Well, the break included what I expected was to figure out what the fuck was wrong with me. Like, why was I feeling like this? And all these revelations helped me out. And the ultimate thing that I got was I've been avoiding hard work. All of this is hard work. Trying to make a living from writing, staying at home, being a stay at home mom and like sitting in that. Building yourself up. Um, in after all, an like, unorthodox way. Yeah. Watching everybody else take these traditional roles and make the traditional money and um and like also trying to figure out myself. That's hard. It's so much easier to edit the podcast and to be online scrolling through Instagram and Facebook. On the shade room. Yeah. <laughs> then doing this hard work on myself. Um but that was like the ultimate theme. And so in a sense I did I did get what I hoped for. I did figure out like what was what was wrong and like what I was gonna do about that. And so um what I realized was that this is like a process, right? Like this is like like I have to accept where I am. This is what it is right now. And that's okay to be present and to sit in it and yeah, I'm a stay at home mom, but you know, this is not gonna last forever. And I'll no. never get this time that I have with Drew with any of our other kids if we ever have other kids. You, you no, because that's um, when it's my time to be a stay-at-home dad. But also because you don't, like, it's now it's just Drew. If we ever get another kid, it'll be Drew and somebody else, and there won't be, I won't be able to give that time like I can give this time. Yeah. Um, and I have to remember that I'm worthy. And I haven't really been feeling worthy. It's always like, I'll be worthy when I get signed to a literary agency. I'll be worthy when I get published. I'll be Isn't worthy, that always like, the case, though? We attach our worth to, like, something right. that we, we we think we're supposed to accomplish. It's never what we actually accomplish. Because I look at you and I'm thinking about all of the great things that you do daily that I'm, like, really proud of. And that's what makes me look at you like you the shit. Like, like damn, she really changed mad diapers today. <laughs> And fed her, and she still looked cute. Like, like it'd be stuff like that. Like, <laughs> thank you. Because I only had to do it for eight hours. And again, if y'all listen to the mini, yeah, you'll find out a little bit how that went. But you do it all the hours. I don't know how else yeah. to like put that. Um, we recently had a conversation about another podcast. Um, how married are you? Yes. Um, the gentleman believe who makes the music that we play at our intro. Yes, y'all know. And his wife. We got a shout out, y'all. Yeah, we did. But like, well, we, really, well, we, we really, yes. Um, they were having a conversation and, um, and they said something along the lines of like, like he thought, like from what his perspective, he was like, oh, you know, you're, you're shining now. Like, because yeah, like when you were like working and doing all of these things, like that was you like shining. And she was looking like, well, I was just working. I was just working. I didn't think that it was like a that great a thing. Like that yeah. wasn't what makes me feel like I'm like accomplishing something. And he was like, oh, well, you know, doing things like that make me feel like I am because, you know, that's just how we like how some people base their like accomplishments. Right. I don't see you as less than or a failure because you're not doing the thing that you thought you was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I just see you as great for the things that you do accomplish day to day because I recognize like, you know, your greatness, the wins. Like I pay attention to all of that thing, all of those things, but not for myself, like for you. 
<laughs> I get it. And you do the same for me. I do. I do, I do my best. Which is so I, weird. I probably, like I why we as people can't just give ourselves our flowers while we here. Right. And not to do a spoiler, but if you haven't seen Endgame, please go see it. There is a character in the movie that said this quote. How are you going to skate around this? They said this quote. The character was like, everybody fails at who they're supposed to be. And that's what I've been. So that's like, I'm, I'm, I've been in this constant state of failing at who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like really trying to figure out who who am I when I'm not working, when I'm not like being published, when I'm not, I don't know, doing things that I like to do, you know, or that, that have always like, like made me feel like I was worthy. Who am I when I'm not getting none of that? And so while the, the break wasn't long enough to like, fully answer that question i am because it was two weeks it's just two weeks i realized that um it is a process um like i said and accepting that and like accepting like and just trying to like make sure that i'm grateful or just recognize you know like recognizing gratitude and and allowing myself to feel and stop running from these feelings um that's what i learned on the break and so that's why i came back people were like oh my god you're glowing or you look so happy and i am you you Um, did i really needed the break and I really needed to have some tough conversations with myself um, and with you. And um, and I didn't go too deep into the I don't trust you thing because we're doing an episode about that. Mm-hmm. But I know that was a conversation with us. My wife don't trust me, y'all. But uh, Which yeah. is going to be a fun talk. But yeah. Was that? What do you think? That was good. Okay. All right. So you told us what happened. Yes. You had all these epiphanies. I did. Let's take it to the space where we... Why are breaks important? Like in general. Well, like yours was cool. You gave yourself the fourteen days that you needed to. You shut down how you needed to shut down to help you. But what? Why? Why should people take breaks in general? It's a kind of obvious question, but well, I just think this is rat race of like even with podcasts, and even though I think that we, I feel like we're in the space where just kind of like the people who find us will find us and they'll love us if they love us and whatever. But like there are so many, at least when it comes to podcasting, there are so many podcasts out there, not even just relationship ones, which is podcasts in general. Kadena DeVal just dropped theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in this rat race of being seen and constantly pushing out work. And, yeah. and, um, Brene Brown has a book, the gift of imperfections that I'm reading. She talks about hustling for worthiness and like this hustle of like trying to prove to people that you're worthy and that you like, that's a lot. And it's not fun and you need a break or it will, it will, the podcast is starting to feel like work and not like a fun work, you know, not like I love doing this with you. Mm-hmm. It was starting to feel like, like I got to do this with you. Yeah, not even not not even just the the act the act of us talking. Like that is always easy. But like the other stuff, the the putting it out and mm-hmm. all that shit, making sure the the title was catchy or some the show notes. Like it was, <laughs> is people gonna click on this? How long they gonna stay? Like part I of mean, that, shit, like, we five star rated for a reason. Part of that is like the work. Shit. Like that's just what comes with it. Yeah. But the other part is just like it's really easy to miss the to forget the mission. And we did this for representation. We did this so we could just have a space to talk, especially when life hit and this is the only time we really get to talk. Yeah. Um, like we did this to like be good people. And I feel like if you don't take a break, you you miss out on like your original mission of things. And so for me, I feel like that's why breaks are important because it brings you, it forces you to come back in and do some internal reflections. No? Yeah. I, I mean, like it just, no, it seems like, like nothing else is going to give you a moment of clarity. Like, when you're in it, you're in it. You're not figuring that shit out while things are going on. Right. And the purpose of a break is to give you a chance to just kind of snap out of, like, the the usual. Right. Because it's not going to it's not gonna happen any other way. Right. Like, for instance, I have Muslim friends um, who are fasting. 
Yeah, Ramadan. Ramadan, Isn't right? That? So the purpose of it, yeah. Okay. The purpose of that for people who don't practice the the Muslim faith, religion, the faith is, um, it's one of the it's one of the pillars of their religion, and you don't eat or drink from uh, sun up to sundown. And the point of it is to is a lot of things. Um, a couple of things I want to hit on is to like break bad habits essentially mm-hmm. um it's kind of a forced way so let's say you had like a drinking problem i don't know if you can't drink during certain times then it's just not gonna happen like it it forces you to step outside of whatever you might have been doing uh, or like a habit that you may have been settling into that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. right it's a break in that sense okay um from sunup to sundown for myself, all of the healthy, the most unhealthy, like, restaurants and shit are open, you know? Mm-hmm. So, for someone who, let's say, we don't have time to, like, cook or whatever, we're going out, we're grabbing fast food or whatever, right? That mm-hmm. could be, like, an everyday thing. Unless we put ourselves in a space to be like, all right, we can't do this. Um, their religion technically, like, sets it up to where, you know, they can't. Mm-hmm. So, they actually have to do something else. But to, while the sun down, all those places are closed. You know, so I have to cook. This mm-hmm. is when I have to eat. This is when I have to drink. I'm not going out. I got to make my own damn food. You know, like, it's... Putting things on hold yourself, mm-hmm. I think, is the only way that you could have come to this conclusion. Yeah. But I don't know, the point that I'm making is, is that from what you're saying, they're just important because how else is it going to happen? Well, you also took a break from the podcast. How was yeah. that for you? Oh, <laughs> um, I got to say that it did help me with other aspects of my life where I was kind of falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, I took on this challenge for this program because it's ultimately going to do what I needed to do to like change my family's position, to change our circumstances, to change what we got going on. Mm-hmm. And I started this program with all this conviction and this attitude that like I have no options, right? But when you start getting into your day to day, when you start getting comfortable, when you start settling into your routine, sometimes you slip back into old habits. I started getting, I started letting myself be tired, you know, like. Like, all right, this assignment may just be late. Like, I'll just, like, put it off until whatever. Or this task that's due, maybe I'll use some free time later. Like, you know, it's kind of like it wasn't that that sense of urgency that I started off for the first 10 weeks was kind of, like, fading. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was tired from all the other stuff that we were doing. Um, again, it's not that I wasn't enjoying it. It was just being pulled in a lot of directions um during the break however uh we started new units we're learning new technologies the shit's just difficult mm-hmm. um and we started a new project and during that time i took that time to like work on some organizational stuff and then work on like a way to better myself for you for this podcast for our family so that i'm not so burnt out when i come home so that i am taking care of what i need to and adjusting my attitude with what i have to do at um within the program Ultimately, the break just rejuvenated me, for lack of a better word. Good. That's good. You don't use rejuvenated. Only ever hear about it in shampoo commercials. You're stupid. But yeah, no, life was dry and brittle like hair. But right. break rejuvenated it. So and, ultimately, <laughs> yes. um, we think taking breaks are important or life will make you take a break. Oh, it's going to force you to make a, a mental break will happen. A psychotic break will be triggered right. with the way this world working. Right. Somebody trying to push you to take a break right now. So we happy we took hours, and we we didn't have time to like explain why, but we hope that that it makes a little bit more sense now. And right. honestly, if you're still listening on up to this point, um, and you're starting to realize or recognize a pattern with yourself, also, right? Like things are a little bit re- like really hectic right now. Like a step back would really help you figure out what you need to do so that you can move forward. You know, with strength. Drew has joined us. Um, 
do that. Figure that out. Take that break. Give yourself some time. If you can't, if you don't have the ability to give yourself two weeks, you know, give yourself some days. Give yourself just something. Right. Um, instead of continuing to push through, instead of continuing to push through, um, in hopes that, you know, it'll, it'll start to work out and give you the freedom and space that you need to start moving forward and everything will be okay. Right. Cause that's kind of not how it works. And so to avoid a potential breakdown or anything, we've decided every 10 episodes to the public, we will take a break. Yes. Um, because it's just necessary and we always come back with new episode ideas and just thoughts and being refreshed and, it gives y'all time to catch up because I know a lot of people like to binge listen. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um yeah. So that's just one of the resolutions we've come up with that we um wanted to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um and we're gonna wrap it up with this because, you know, we wouldn't be us if we didn't have a list of things to give you. So uh three things to try, to do, to restore yourself. Right. So um one of the things that we wrote was motivational speeches or like purposeful exposure to positive imagery. So one thing we did on the break was watch the Brene Brown special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Actually had one boss uh years ago, years ago, one boss um my actually the best boss I ever had, she made us watch Brene Brown's TED Talk on vulnerability during training mm-hmm. and it was really great and I haven't like done anything with her since Renee Brown but then they dropped the special on Netflix and we watched it I watched it by myself and then we watched it together and it was just really I felt like it aligned with where I was in my life yeah. and um, and we we recommend that doing something like that would help um, purposefully expose yourself to positive imagery meaning go search out something visually that you can watch or listen to that is going to make you feel better right um, Randy created a playlist a happy playlist. Um, yes, a happy playlist. Something that just makes you feel better. Um, yeah. I would look at videos on YouTube, either motivational speeches or otherwise, of something that's just more positive than, like, the news. Um, stuff on social media that would, you know, that would make you feel, other, like, just not happy. Just looking at something that's going to make you happy and purposely seeking that out. Right. If that's cat stumbling videos, go find that. If it's people fails, go find that. Um and doing that and making time for that just so you you know smile once a day laugh once a day just something uh number two journaling journaling Uh, i try to journal every day i think i journal like every other day then like every two days but i wrote a lot um and i think that helps and it gave me something to bring back to my therapist she loved that and it was just nice to get out of my head and so that's something we also recommend mikey journals every now and then Mm -hmm. but you know we should all do it maybe a little more than we do but yeah so that's number two. And the third thing was avoidance. Avoidance. Positive avoidance. Yes. So avoidance is is a response. It is a technique that you can use. Um, As we talk about in like our fight or flights, you can either, you know. Fight it. Fight it or flight it. Um, Another response is. Avoid it. Avoidance. Really. That, is a, that is a response. So I avoided social media. Mm-hmm. Mikey. And how did that process go for you? Like, what specifically did you do? I deleted all the apps from my phone. Uh-huh. I logged out from all of them online. so that Because your first plan was to change the passwords. Or for me yeah. to change the passwords. But I just deleted all that. But you, know, you can and just uninstall it. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Um, and that was fine. I didn't have any. I had, like, one impulse to check Facebook. But I had logged out. And so I was like, oh, shit, I'm not even supposed to be on. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. But that's what I did. And it was helpful for me. When I come across something that I know is about to upset me, I just, you know, move past it. Or realize, you know, there's something else I'm supposed to be doing with this time. Right. Or maybe there's something I can't be doing other than whatever bullshit I got going on. Right. So I should probably go do that. Um, 
avoidance and it's very basic you, you walking down the block you see that one nigga that you know you shouldn't be walking towards just turn around you know right or across the street mm-hmm. but yeah i also said screen times apps so i'm done with social yeah, media randy uses tools. yeah because i just need a break y'all i don't want to get lost in a rabbit hole again when i came back from my leave mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah those are our three things that we did i'm proud of you by the way thank you i, you I don't know job. why this engagement mike do you be updating this stuff i do but obviously I missed that part, but that's okay because we can. But I feel like we did. I thought we did too, but you know, whatever. Okay. Our engagement. <laughs> Do you have anything, babe, that you want to? Um, Think about what's going on in your life right now. Try to find a way to give yourself a break and let us know how that goes. Um, If that means allowing yourself two hours to like step away from something that you got going on or two days, if you can do it, just give yourself some time. Again, Randy took two weeks yeah. and then we took two weeks off the podcast and we can come back and go three months hard right before we have to you know take another one so that we can come back you know hard again but is that three months it's 10 weeks three months it's almost enough. three you're right 10 yeah 10. not including the minis right like yeah. it's what the well, public i mean even is. if we're not doing stuff they'll still get up it's right fine, you know? right okay yes sorry um what can you do to give yourself a break have you tried one if you have what were the pros and cons of it Right. What did you discover? Yeah, you know, share your testimony. <laughs> Be like, yeah, man, I Please. took a fifty-year uh, break from my husband too, Mikey. and we came back, and now we're stronger than ever. I don't know if that's, that's like, funny. I really like, like that love story. I'm just saying, you know, share. Was that good? That was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I don't have any other engagement. So yeah, we hope that y'all enjoy this episode and that we hear from y'all afterwards. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. For the affirmation. All right. Fight or flight. It is yes, my fight or flight. It is your fight or flight. I actually had flight. one. And then again, like your fight or flight last week, things happened and it changed. But my fight or flight was the abuse you take from your barber. I don't know Man. why uh-huh. you don't stand up for yourself. Why black men I already told you don't why. stand up I've explained to this their to you. Barber. And black women just don't get it. I try. You do get it. Y'all I live the same it. life. I don't have any loyalties, any hairstyles. That's why it's not. It's, it's deeper than that. Women keep going back to the same dude because the pros outweigh the cons. Like, right? <laughs> You'd be like, he ain't shit. He don't do this. He don't do that. But damn, the dick. You know, like, it's just, it's Thank always you. something with y'all. Y'all will find a way to rationalize it, but he got a car or... It's usually those two that I always heard. You know, it's one of them. He ain't shit, but like he can do something for me a little bit. And he got a car and got a little money mm-hmm. because Mike, you would get these haircuts. I don't know if y'all noticed on social media, mm-hmm. not this next, this most recent time, but in the past, Mike, you would get this haircut and he'd angle his head and he put a hood on. But that's because you got to know yourself because he was fucking up your hairline. I can know. And my, I, I know kept myself. Telling you, uh huh. You two old yawn to be having your forehead pushed back. That's one. true. Two, yes, Drew. Yo, Drew, I swear to God, <laughs> I will snap on you, right? I will tear you up verbally. Do not laugh at that joke. Your mother was not that funny. Daddy, daddy tripping. You were saying? Daddy tripping is what I was saying. And she you come laughed. around here, ducking mm-hmm. your head and angling your head yep, and at yep. the time you're with your kids. Keep your chin up. Mikey, hmm? unacceptable. Well, if you, you keep your not, chin up, everything looks why level. Why would you get out of his chair without saying, hey, my hairline is crooked? Then you come home. Because there's no fixing it after that off. point. Shit that got pushed back enough to the point. Mikey. Like, it's just, there's no fixing and it. And you keep going back. Yes. He come home pissed off, mad. He gonna fix mad. it. Mad. The next time is always better than the last uh, time. Mikey. Every time. It always happens. Then we find out, bless his heart, that he had a stroke. Yeah. So now you sit in this chair out of someone guilt because you's about to leave him. <laughs> and then because he done got, this he been funny. sick. 
I cannot take this. Let me tell you something. You mm-hmm. stick with him if you want to, but the next time he fuck up your hairline, mm-hmm. I d- don't come home with that. Okay. Don't come home talking about what you gonna do. That's uh-huh. how if if women are saying, don't come home talking about you gonna leave him, and this time the last time I'm sick of it. <laughs> but all right, we had that conversation. It. I should be allowed to have that conversation with my friend it. and my friend. Listen, Mikey, over and over and over at some yes. point. They were doing the same shit, expecting different results. It's insanity. Well, look, I done asked mad niggas multiple times, like for a barber, Mike, and I and I found but one for you. I found these new age barbers on some other stuff. Mikey, niggas making appointments. The press said, said download my app. For a year. Somebody said download my app. Mikey, Nigga, I'm not downloading your app. There are a lot of people walking around here with nice fades in Atlanta. You can uh-huh. find some place to sit where your uh, hairline is protected. Hey, thank you, Drew. See, yeah, I'm just start coming over here. When, Mike. When Marshall die. Mikey. I'm just saying he got a pass. I don't trust nobody so you else. Keep, Mikey, trust you issues. don't trust somebody else and you I don't trust, trust him. I do trust him to you eventually get it right. It'd be one in every four. Mike. That'd be crisp. Okay, but now you in this coding program and they about to place you at some farm and That's now you about true. to go in there with this crooked ass hairline. You can't tilt your neck at that. These are your kids. White people don't care. You. They don't Mikey. even know. Mike. They'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a really pleasant looking style. I like Mikey. what you guys are doing. Is your hair supposed to abruptly change shade Mikey. like that from top to bottom? Mikey. Is that, is that a fade? So you just going to keep doing this. I'm going to oh, tell you something. You yeah, keep going I've, if you want to. Little keep boozy. Going I know little boozy. Keep going to him if he wants to. And it's nothing personal. Mm-hmm. It's the mess that you come home with. You come home mad as hell. Because sometimes I'd Mikey. be mad, but it looked better after two weeks. Because it has grown back. Yeah. It is not okay. <laughs> That Yo, what's your okay. fight? What is your fight right now? Did you just want to like tear into me what do you about mean my choice in my men? Fight? And then you don't listen to me. What do you mean? Because my fight is really clear. Stop. Either stop going to your barber. I can't now. Get a new way. You can make it. I can't he had a stroke. I get it. That sucks. Lord bless him. Brandy, don't say what you're about to say. <laughs> you <can't laughs> whatever you know, on. whatever your next sentence you is, you gotta on. I can't. I'm loyal, man. This this was it's one of my major traits. I'm, I am loyal. I'm a loyal person. But your hairline is straight today. Yeah, now <laughs> he's not consistent. What in every four? Or you stay. Or you that's the second. Or you stay with him. But mm-hmm. the next time he fuck up your hairline, don't be hiding it. Don't be t- in your head. Don't be I wearing hoods. Don't be wearing hats. I got a system. Sit out and be proud. Don't on you your miss the day of fitteds? This is why I just your... used to wear my fitted hats, and I ain't have no issues. On your shit. On your story. Your narrative that you chosen to partake in. Yes. Which is still going ahead, even though you know. That is going to be hit I don't face. like the hate in your eyes. Like, the face I, that I you're making right now. It's not hate, babe. It's concern. Drew is concerned. I'm concerned. She don't like your tone. And I don't like your tone. I don't like your hairline sometimes. <sighs> yeah. That, that's that how I feel. Deep. That was real hurtful. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I'm not going to leave okay, you. Okay, so what do you want me to do? What, what is your resolution? In a perfect world, what would you want me to like, If you stay with him, mm-hmm. don't come home complaining about what you get. Okay. Wear proudly. Mm-hmm. Proudly, because you sat in that chair proudly. Yes. Wear it loyally. Okay. Or switch your barber. Go to someone else. Mikey. Uh huh. Why are you just staring at me without blinking? I just thought about my next haircut. Mikey. And I got nervous. Because you should be nervous. Well, sir. he did this one with one hand. I'm just saying, like he's <laughs> he's good. Oh my. You're laughing, God. but like he did it with one hand. Because I'm he like, had a stroke, babe. He yes. had a stroke. And it was that's impressive. Not- <laughs> I was just saying, like. 
and, it's, it's, and I don't I don't even know I don't hate them or anything it's just the results when you come home mm-hmm. we deal with that we deal with them two weeks of you soaking and you mad and you pissed cause your hairline and you gotta worry about angles and you already don't feel good all the time about yourself then your hair is like your pride and joy you know because you're a man that's yeah, so what y'all do you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. your hair your haircuts bless you then so you walk around here you're literally like suffering okay so if you carried it with pride, mm-hmm. even though because you know that's what it's gonna it's gonna be hit or miss, then I wouldn't be this won't be my fight. But this is my fight because you be so mad about it. But you keep going back because I don't have no clippers of my own. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Okay, thank you. <sighs> you're welcome. So what are you doing? Are you fighting? Are you flighting? We just had a whole conversation. What are you doing? You gonna stay with him? So you're flight. You're flighting. I am flighting. You're fleeing. I am avoiding. Mikey, that is not an option with our fight and play I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flea on this one. Um, he had a stroke. <laughs> it's not it's, funny. It's, it's not funny, but you laughed. I'm not laughing because he had a stroke. I'm laughing because you're still going to sit in this chair now out of guilt. Yes, because black men don't cheat. Okay? We my- don't cheat. We are faithful. And it is in my nature oh my God. to remain faithful. Now, Mikey, obviously he's going to heal up. You know? Can we get some voicemails from some men? I need some help. Somebody. <laughs> Can somebody please explain to her how barbers work? How you just can't. You can, though. You can. You can, you can jump from stylist <laughs> to stylist and be some type of hair hoe. But I <laughs> cannot. All right? This hair belonged to one man. Mike, <laughs> you are not 16 anymore. You are 28. Well, you, you know. You can let him go. I think I've told people this before. The only reason why I dress is because of y'all locked up. Yeah. I grew my hair out when my barber got locked up. And this then, is you know, insane. You ain't even this fucking committed to me. Yes, I No, you aren't. Nigga, we got a kid. So? <laughs> How much more committed to you can I be? There's a lot of things that you could do. Like, stop saying you're barber and making us suffer with your Oh, so you just want me to be lonely. That's I, what you oh You want God. me to be lonely out here like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a man. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, he I'm treat done. me good, damn it. PDA. <laughs> Oh you don't know God. what he does for me. Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. What else y'all be saying? PDA. You just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I also don't have problems with my edges you on my hairline. Bitter. <laughs> so I'm going to be over here single. You bitter because you, you ain't had the nothing like the this. The is requiring what I want. Okay. While I hope you, you sit enjoy over that here. hollow, empty life that you live. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we straight over here. We good goals. Mikey. 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 I'm going to think about it. No, you're not. After, I mean, Mikey, she no, did this not. with one hand. I just I made it look like I got a beard. That nigga killed this shit. Mikey, you do have a beard, though, but, but you do. I know, but he shaped it up to where it looked like a beard. But but anybody can do that because you do have a beard. And he can do it. Oh, okay. So, PDA. Plus, I don't even know what the new prices are like in the world. Mikey. <laughs> Like I've been spending the same so amount with the same amount of So you won't leave because you're afraid of dating. What if I go? You out? sound like <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a relationship. You're afraid to start dating, so you're not going. Leave. I don't want to be single. It's dangerous out here. <laughs> All type of STDs running rampant. You know, like, Ugh, what if I catch something from somebody clipping? So you just go. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? This is a real thing. Randy's crying. Everyone, she's crying. Get on my nerves. What are you talking about? 
You bother me. I am a relationship person. <sighs> I am. I don't want to be a hoe no more. You can move on. It's okay to require what Mm-mm. you want. This is a relationship. Time. Randy, they the they took a break for fifty years. I took a break for the seven years I had locks, and then I came back, and now you know we're better than ever. But it's that's like not we never true. left. But it's but it's not true. We have to get to know each other again. I done PDA. had a kid. He done had a stroke. You PDA. know, like time has. <laughs> Yes, Drew. Your daddy's full of it. Full of it. PDA. Cough at him, girl. Cough at him. I love y'all. All right. Well, that was that was a very interesting fight or flight. That's that's what be going on over here, y'all. If you new to the podcast, PDA. If you know a barber, man, look, no bullshit. In if Atlanta. it's somebody in Atlanta, East Side or West Side, inside of two eighty five, do not send me the fucking Smyrna to your maybe barber or Lithonia. I ain't got time for it. Maybe where it's at. Hey, I don't nobody that gotta take appointments. And I don't want nobody that's in the first chair. Give me somebody that can cuss me here. And they can do a fade in under an hour. Um it's like he got a big ass head, y'all. I'll do it. I'm real simple. I'm consistent. They will get twenty five bucks out of me immediately every single time. Cash. PDA. PDA. Here first. I love you. I love you. Just gotta start with that always. Um we had a conversation the other day and it's gonna be turned into an episode. Um but you approached me and being vulnerable is something that we, you know, we, I wouldn't say we pride ourselves on, but it is something that we talk about mm-hmm. because we recognize the importance of it in this relationship. Um, one of the things that I've always loved about you is that you are a very introspective person. You will take the time out to think about what it is that's going on with you. Now, you may not get it immediately. You may not even get it within like first week or month or year or decade. But <laughs> when it eventually hits you and you come and apologize for something or express something that you like did wrong and you like see faults in your actions and be like you know like maybe i could have done this different or i apologize for not seeing this before that type of stuff like affects me it it really does hit me in a way that i can't really explain but i've been thinking about it ever since you walked up to me and was like i'm sorry for not doing this for 10 years 10 years yes um i love you i love you and i really appreciate that obviously we're gonna go in depth about that um in an upcoming episode but yes thank you for not holding that in because some people you know they'll just like show change behavior like i ain't always gotta apologize i'm gonna just show you that i'm apologizing mm-hmm. or you know buy you some flowers or <laughs> like the apology won't be a real apology it'd be like you know like well i apologize like did you because i didn't hear i told you i'm sorry but but, I, when? but when you know yeah i missed that part mm-hmm. you actively actually do Say the words and show the work, and I appreciate you for it, because it's not easy. It's not, but I always promised myself that I would always apologize to people I was in a relationship with. This include my children, and follow up. And you know how I am about the follow up. I didn't up. always have parents that apologized to me. And I love it, and I really appreciate you for it. So thank you for apologizing. You're welcome. You're welcome. My PDA. What's up? Um. Well, you said you did this, but I don't remember. But I appreciate that you did. I believe that you did it. One morning, I was exhausted from dealing with your daughter, and we were both knocked out sleep. And you, like, you said you, like, took some time to hold me and to, like, give me a kiss yeah. and to, like, spend some I time. I did this morning, too. You you did wake up eventually. Yes. So I really appreciate how before you leave every morning, because by the time you leave, we're just probably now getting back to bed mm-hmm. after a feed or something. And so I'm, like, dog tired. And you always make a habit to stop by the bed. You hold my hand. You give me a kiss. You're, like... Make sure I got some cover on me. Um, so I really appreciate that you take the time to do that, even though I'm not always lucid. It just helps. 
I feel like it does make a difference in how my morning will go. Um, and then you just take the time to do something so simple. It's just really simple, but it's much appreciated and makes you feel human. You know, because Drew don't wake up and pat my head. She just wake up screaming, <laughs> looking for the boo, you know. She ain't really nice about it, you know, but you nice. When you think about that, it is kind of fucked up how so. babies treat their parents. <laughs> she don't got time for pleasantries or good mornings. Yeah. Yeah, like she laughing, but like it's, it's kind of messed up how it, you treat your people. So thank you. She pooped on me earlier, y'all. She did. It was funny. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm always saying, you know, God forbid this story of our lives turning into like John Q and like I'm leaving and then, you know, car accident and my heart got to be shipped to somebody. You know, I don't want to leave here and die and then say goodbye. I ain't good say morning. goodbye that one time. Yeah. So yeah. Say a prayer over my girls. Kiss you. I don't touch her no more because she starts squirming. Yeah. And wake up and then I got to fight <laughs> I just you. pray over her and be like, I love you. And like, I tr- maybe I'll touch your foot. Yeah, you will. You'll touch your foot. But I love you. I love you. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, call call to action, baby. Call to action. Hey, check out the ACLU. I put that there real quick. So the American Civil Liberties Union. Oh, what's up? I think that's how you, that's their acronym. But anyway, they are currently and always taking donations, volunteering. Um, they work to try to repeal some of these crazy ass bills that these lawmakers be trying to make these laws mm-hmm. and stuff most recently um the laws on the abortion that alabama ohio georgia a few other states are trying to do um slash have done and so it's just if you would like to donate to them they did not ask us to do this my mom is a big this donator. is not an ad um, yeah it's not it's just something i i told her i'd drop into the podcast because i think it's important um to know how we can help in any way um, even if it's just sharing the link or sharing their website, but um, that's what they do. They're for the people, and they want to make sure that the laws that people are passing are like not affecting like civil rights. Essentially. Well, thank you, baby. I, so, um, I was thinking about this a while ago. I don't really feel like I'm involved in what's going on in this country until it's time to vote, right? And that's just once every four years. So, yes, you know, like and not sometimes sooner because or local. once every two because yeah, you know, state, what, but state. like that's it. So I don't know. Make a difference. Yeah. I also listen to Hellbent Podcast. I haven't in a while, but they're a great little politics podcast. And again, that's ACLU. What does that stand for? American Civil Liberties Union. Cool. I think. I think right. that's, I think I'm messing up the L, but I think that is what it is. If you Either way, it'll be in the show notes. Got you. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. If you haven't in a while, please be sure to check out our website at www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. Yes. Um, new updates will be coming soon as soon as I finish this goddamn program. Uh, we are still available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Yes, we are. And also, y'all, we're also on Patreon. You get an extra content, exclusive content. I ain't get to you. And. Oh, that's not here. It's not. Yeah. It's, right. Um, extra content, exclusive content. But if you, like, don't have the coins and, like, money is tight because life, you can always just rate us, mm-hmm. share, and comment. And if you've been listening, on up to this point, you know that we will only accept five stars. Five stars. If you don't like us, y'all, everybody got a new podcast. Uh huh. Just go out, y'all. Just go yeah, out. And a find new your one people. just popped up yesterday. One is just being created right now. People. New couple just Make started yours. tonight. Create one. But and then see how it is before you start giving right. niggas fours and threes. Right. <laughs> we don't mess up our rating. We appreciate the feedback, though. Thank you. Um, follow us on social media platforms on Instagram. What are we, baby? Black Men on Marriage. On Facebook. Black Men on Marriage Podcast. And on Twitter. Underscore the Chapman. 
Leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. Again, Again that, that is 770-750-4098. <laughs> and we will more than likely feature it on an episode if you give us permission. Yeah. Like we did for our homegirl, Ty, yeah. earlier. And our Patreon supporter. She's also a Patreon supporter. She is. So thank you. See, she's the real nigga all around. Right. I really like her. She's funny. I do too. She's like a nut. It's really funny. She said just dig in my back. Thank you. Like, no, on her forehead. <laughs> she said on her back. Yeah, she, she prefers to dig in Thank you again for listening, y'all. <sighs> Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. If you dig in what I'm saying, we could go deeper. I dig it. I dig it. Dig it. You dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. You dig it. I dig it. We're good, so yo. I hope you love it. I love it. I got no upper, but none above it. I focus on what the funk is. Don't know what's so fierce. I'm sipping time.